And in this corner, nerds! And I'm gonna talk about me, myself, and my problems here for a little while. The Rule 34 questions were last week. That's not a puzzle, it's pushing blocks. I will accept confidently sounded episode numbers and issue numbers as actual evidence. But I want to hear about your other shitty character. Of course, invest in a robotic flavor flame. This is the Debate This Podcast. Welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to argue over the important things, like comics, video games, and which fast food establishment makes the best french fries. It cheats. Everyone else needs to shut up immediately. My name is Andrew Henderson, and I'll be your moderator for today. So let's talk MacGuffins. A MacGuffin is something that is effectively useless, but has been assigned value or importance uh, because someone else said so. So obviously, for video games, this is pretty common. It's uh, call it well, a plot device. Um, something like, hero, you must go get the whatever things and save the world. Usually, they come in sets of three or five or seven, very biblical. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about our favorite examples of those, whatever those things are that we found and collected in order to save the world. Uh, leading today's discussion are Matt Cowlevel Cole, Todd Ice Key Thomas, and Kyle Peekablue Harper. So gentlemen, why don't you go around the horn, tell us your chosen MacGuffin or plot device, and tell, explain what world-ending disaster that they would either cause or prevent. Well, you go through all this shit, and she's in another fucking castle. It is oh, none other than <laughs> Princess Peach. The one true MacGuffin in video game history. Actually, I think, honestly, the best MacGuffin maybe ever. Because they managed to build one entire franchise on one character <laughs> who does nothing but exist somewhere that you aren't. And then that series that series began to branch off so much that they tried really hard to make the MacGuffin relevant and only succeeded like twice. So uh, Princess Peach is my MacGuffin as to what world ending disaster that she will prevent. I'm, you find Prince and Bowser loses. I, nobody really knows what happens when Bowser wins, but obviously we yeah. don't want it to happen. They get obviously married. Obviously it's the end of the world. Exactly. Yeah. Bowser wins, the game is over, and you lose. And, I mean, who who hasn't lost in original Mario at least once? But that's usually because you die too many times, not because you let Peach get Bowser. So I still don't know that we know canonically what happens if Bowser wins. We just don't want that to happen. So, Princess Peach, okay. that's my MacGuffin. I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not convinced anyone has ever actually beaten the original Mario Brothers game. I have beaten the original Mario Brothers game. However, I'm not sure anyone has beaten the Mario Brothers game without using the warp pipes. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we can change it to fairly. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's beaten every level of the original yeah. Mario Brothers game. I know a it's lot of so people hard. have beaten it. Well, and I would, I would bet money that no one's ever beaten the second one. No that's, one's ever played no the one second one. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, and by, and by just to clarify, you mean the last levels, not... The actual Super Mario 2, which is awesome. I was going to say, are we talking about Doki Doki I mean, Panic or... No, no, no. <laughs> that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, hey, I was so, talking so I wanna talk, level. I'm going I'm to talk about my MacGuffin. So um, I decided to settle with the Halo or Halos from the aptly named game Halo. Have you heard of it? Yeah, you have. So in, in all 
the bullshit that is tied to them because there have been like books and a Hulu series um, and just like games, but only <laughs> only like the first, <laughs> you know, games. but only like only like the first three games and then four and five. I don't know if they count, um, but we, yeah, so they're like, basically fanfic. Yeah, well, and I mean, I would even say Recon counts like Recon was good. Um, you know, the, the other one that wasn't one, two and three, it was good. Um, so anyway, they're, they're super weapons. They're zombie containers. Uh, they're the key to the great journey. It's a universe sized nuke. Um, they're, they're basically circular structures that defy physics and they, they mean something to every different, I guess, player in the game that is, you know, the halo universe. So whether it's the covenant or the forerunners or the flood or, or, you know, the, the humans, um, you know, it, it's just a bunch of space bullshit that drives plot, um, and it never actually matters. Um, so <laughs> the, the fact that it's like the, you know, the title of the game and I guess makes it important, but like it's not. It's never a of, important. A lot of people Todd's, don't realize that's actually what's on the back of the box. It's just a lot of space bullshit. Todd's going to get a lot of angry letters explaining <laughs> why it's exactly yeah, not space Because at the, end of the, at the end of the first one, spoiler alert from 2001, you blow up the halo and then you end up back on earth for halo 2 and like you go through slip space and oh shit another halo like that's did, that's did some, you like, just get mad at me for spoiling a 17 year old game last time no this is different this one matters <laughs> okay i was still now waiting to play final fantasy 10 and now i don't want to all right well then we're gonna move on to kyle why don't you tell us about your mcguffin so i'm i've got a pretty wacky mcguffin guys mostly because it doesn't really have a form and no one's really sure what it does but we need it to win um i'm talking about the the fire emblem from the series fire emblem um it it has taken shapes from being a stone to five stones to a shield to a person i think i saw in one game <laughs> to a, a ritual an operatic ritual in another game and yeah that's that's real um so it like i said it it doesn't it's never clear on what it really does um in game it lets the character marth unlock doors which seems Ooh. really weak for the game ending MacGuffin, but um According to some of my research, basically all its powers add up to um, its ability to summon, banish, or otherwise control dragons, half dragons, <laughs> demon dragons, god dragons. It It's a rock shield opera that controls dragons, which... If it isn't the most amazing thing in the that's, world, you're wrong. That's metal as fuck. I'm glad you started by saying it helps you unlock doors and then ended with you control dragons. <laughs> well, like in the, the mechanics of the game, that's what it does. It, it triggers the final battle, but until then, you give it to Marth and he, he can unlock doors. It's like, it's like <laughs> the equivalent of a 10-year-old saying, like, my power is I have all the powers. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, a laser shield. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't. I didn't tell you that it was also a laser shield. I meant to tell you it was a laser shield. <laughs> so, like, this, right. this is. I, I'm. I just want to visualize where we are here, um, because I 
am talking about Princess Peach, which in my opinion is a real MacGuffin. Todd is talking about a game that I did not know had plot. Honestly, I thought it existed <laughs> it's, it's, solely it's for multiplayer. As, it's about as deep as a Transformer movie. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Um, it's really, legit, though, it's that GTA 1985 Transformers cartoon is is a wealth of knowledge. Andrew cries every time he watches that uh, every 1985 cartoon. Every single time. So, so that's where, that's, Todd has a game I didn't even know had plot. I thought it was just multiplayer content. And then... Kyle is effectively that one episode of South Park where they can't let John Stamos's brother sing the high G in that song or the world will explode. Like, that's as, as long as we're all on the same page and I've, I'm understanding what we're talking about. We're good. Then we can move yep, on. I think I, I think that's where we are. I all right, started, let, let us move on. I started playing Fire Emblem again in preparation for this. And let yeah, me I'm tell sorry. you, it is the it is the most anime bullshit I have seen outside of an anime. The, the Fire Emblem series. The Fire Emblem series is unique in that I've played every single one of those games and I've never beaten any of them. Yes, it, it's I also, couldn't. And I couldn't tell you one goddamn thing that happened. It is also the hardest game I have ever played. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. So uh, let's address our first question of the evening. Uh, so let's just put. Let's play in this little uh, hyper hyperspace for a second. The multi-dimensional 911 emergency response team can only answer one call. Why does your chosen MacGuffin pose the biggest threat, and why should we, the multi-dimensional 911 emergency response team, prioritize that call? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, because Princess Peach is royalty. I mean, there is no question that royalty takes priority over both miscellaneous space bullshit and <laughs> operatic sheet music ritual. I think that royalty is much more important. That is probably, and you know, she's a person. And if you if you got to be between like I don't know, stop this thing from blowing up, stop this thing from blowing up, save the life of a princess. I think that you pick save the life of a princess, and I think that's what makes sense. And you know, I, honestly, like like I was saying earlier, nobody knows what happens when Bowser wins. Bowser might win and unlock the the unknown powers of the <laughs> multiverse to decimate it's, it's the final <laughs> ritual that ends us all exactly he does you know i we've <laughs> seen the inside of the thousand year door but what about the million year door maybe that's what bowser is sitting on i do not know but I, we cannot in good faith <laughs> let princess peach fall into the hands of bowser because who knows what might happen but i'm certain that it would be bad I feel like there's a few games where Bowser, it starts out with Bowser winning, and he just kind of sits on the throne and, and huffs and puffs, so maybe not the most important thing? No, 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 that's, that's the honeymoon phase, because that's the Bowser's <laughs> whole goal is for them to get married. <laughs> no, 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 if, if you're talking about what kind of bullshit is hidden within the powers of Bowser... I want to refer to our episode five, where Andrew told us about the video game where Mario and Luigi go inside of Bowser. We've seen it. Nothing special there. It's it's fine. It's guts. I'm I'm not talking about the the inside of Bowser. I'm talking about Bowser's unknown, untapped potential, which he may or may not control. But obviously, for like thirty years, thirty plus years, in fact, we have all tried really hard to make sure that Bowser doesn't win. In fact, one of the video game giants in the industry has built an entire empire on the concept that Bowser can't get Princess Peach. Um, and if it's good enough for Nintendo, it's good enough for me. So, Matt, so your answer is because royalty. So help me understand a little bit 
because I need to, you know, I need to titrate my, my workers appropriately. So help me understand the, the challenge that Peach, is, that Peach losing her throne puts us at risk to. To the, to the common man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the answer bullshit? I think the answer is yeah, bullshit. I'm, I'm you know, sure well, I, I think that I might be lying if I said that the answer wasn't bullshit, but I'm going to give you That's some fair. convincing bullshit. So here's the deal. Sure. Listen, obviously, <laughs> um, the Koopa Kingdom seems to be doing just fine, barring vomiting piranha plants and a strange littering of moons and stars that glow in the dark. Um, oh yeah, Matt's only played two games, that's right. I, I always I've, forget that. You know what, I've played many more than two games. Um, for, we haven't mentioned trampoline stew yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, the, the Koopa Kingdom seems to be doing a-okay with Bowser not in charge, so who knows how bad it could be if Bowser was in charge. Um, and I don't mean to make things topical or anything, but we spent a lot of time a couple years ago arguing about the the worst of two evils, and uh, it's been pretty bad. So I think oh, that speaks no, for itself. No, this isn't good. I don't like this. That's. I'll just okay. end it there. That's okay. I feel good about my convincing bullshit. Now I'm All not. Right. I'm not a historian, but didn't you, Matt, spend a long time a while ago on a different episode of this podcast arguing why Bowser would be an effective leader? Didn't someone do that? No, that was Baby Bowser. I think, yeah. That's, oh, that's... my right, mistake. Well, we, we, can't, we can't cite old arguments as precedents. We have <laughs> to approach every <laughs> argument as though it were the first. Okay, so, okay. So uh, if we're, moving if on, we're, Todd, go ahead. If we're done talking about that, so Matt's threat is that the an heir to a throne is gone, which, like, she never actually gets the throne, and I'm confused about the, the structure of leadership there anyway. Um... If there's going to be one question during this podcast that I think I might actually have a shot at winning, it's definitely this one. Um, the The whole thing about Halo, if I have been led to believe by reading the Halo Wikia and watching YouTube videos to prepare for this, is that the two things the Halos have been, and they've been a lot of things, I guess, is one, um, the containment, uh, I guess, the thing that contains the Flood which, like, the Flood are intergalactic zombies, which are actually probably the scariest things from Halo, which is really cool, so it contains those. And two, universal, or I guess universe-wide nukes. Like, they were designed to be something that could just eradicate all life. So, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that's a bigger deal than Matt's royalty issue <laughs> and the inability to unlock doors. So if, if there is one chunk of space bullshit that rises above everything else, it is the fact that the Halos actually are universe nukes. Now, considering I've fought the Flood in multiple iterations of Halo, how oh, good are they back. actually at containing um, the Flood? Well, they're, they're good they at seem containing pretty bad it, just don't go it. to them. Don't go to them. And then if you do go to them, you can't, you can't find, you can't, like tussle with the grave mind who then hijacks spaceships and sends flood to other planets. Like that's, that's an issue. Um, so why'd you do that, Kyle? I, <laughs> like, you shouldn't have done that. I just, I, I honestly don't remember. You know, I think that plot. we've gotten a number of halo games that have been beaten by a number of people. And you said at the very beginning that not many people have beat the original Mario. So I'm just saying that I think Bowser might be a bigger deal than the flood. I'm just saying that. I just want to put um, that on the table. <laughs> He's right, Todd. Um, a lot of 12-year-olds have beaten Halo 
a lot of times. Well, and, and they've had sex with my mother a lot, is what I've been led to believe. By okay, well. Um, there are things well, that we're going to fly right past that one. Uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us why why uh, these, the interdimensional space dragons deserve the, the number one spot so, on the list? Well, you just said it. So if, if we're calling the intergalactic 911 because some big bad is about to get the fire emblem that's because they're about to control all the dragons which like <laughs> space nukes not great but like i can't see that i can see a wave of dragons <laughs> coming at me and that's if i can't pretty, see it it's not an issue <laughs> that's pretty terrifying like me here on earth if the if the halos are detonated tomorrow not much I could have done to stop that, but like, if if a wave of dragons are coming to raise my town and burn my crops, that's pretty <laughs> awful to me directly. And wait, I, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so you're saying the bigger concern is that your soybeans didn't come to harvest, not that everything if, you know and love is glassed. I mean, if all life everywhere ends... What have I that's, lost? Because that's everyone. <laughs> what is the greatest impact to you specifically? <laughs> that is not near as if bad. If all as life everywhere ends, then I'm also gone and fine. But if dragons <laughs> come and destroy my village, my farm, and my livelihood, that's pretty awful. And it's dragons, so it's terrifying and metal and awesome all at once. Um, I rest my case. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to support your argument, Kyle. But here's how I've justified what you just said, instead of your bad way of putting it, is that if the universe explodes, we're all gone. If dragons kill my soybeans, I still have to pay my student loans next month. Exactly. That's exact. And and I don't have soybeans to sell to to pay those <laughs> loans with. So, and you can't declare bankruptcy on student loans. Meaning at all instant immediately worse than the universe ending all at once. If the universe <laughs> ends, I don't have to pay my student loans. <laughs> Navian's gonna get hers whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, and so see, see here, if a nuke goes off, we all lose. If the dragons come in and your crops get burnt, then you still have to pay your student loans. But if Bowser wins, you still have to pay your student loans, and I assume higher taxes. <laughs> do we just assume that though we bowser just assume that bowser would appropriate higher tariffs and lower taxes we don't know his platforms we know dragons all right <laughs> um so let's move on so uh for their second question uh now put yourself in the role of the, the big bad pretend you're the villain um, let's, we won't, we won't discuss the inner workings of, of Bowser's tax policy, but from a more of a higher level, uh, pretend you're the big bad, you're he in has, charge of he has a great tax plan. The best, <laughs> some of the best minds worked on. Don't it. do it. We're not going there. It's gotta be huge. Uh, nope, nope, nope. You're now the big bad in charge of separating and hiding all of the splintered pieces of your MacGuffin or in Matt's case, uh, princess peach. <laughs> The splintered you, pieces of Princess Peach. <laughs> which is another thing we're not going to go toward. Uh, how do you, as the villain, keep the hero from gathering, collecting, or otherwise liaisoning with your MacGuffin? Castles. Lots of castles. Uh, it has been unbelievably effective for 33 years. I believe that it will be unbelievably effective for 33 more. Um, 
everybody knows that the castle levels are always the hardest and worst levels, with exception to the water levels. But that it's god tier. We're arguing in the mortal plane. Water water levels god tier. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're like you want to make it difficult, but but not that difficult. Yeah, yeah. well, nobody deserves that health. That's awful. Um, sure. So yeah, I have castles. Throw in some apes and turtles and fire and fish and sentient boulders and shit. You know, flavor. Um, it'll be great. Put a toad at the end. He'll tell you somewhere else to go go to another castle eventually you'll just get tired and give up so okay. real quick to 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 drive home the point of underwater levels being the worst in mario 64 was dire dire docks the one that had the eel with the star on its tail uh did that happen no, no. Okay. that was the first water level yeah I dire dire docks is the one with the sub yeah, I just remember Dire Dire Docs having amazing music and still making me incredibly anxious as soon as I got my feet mm. away from the surface of the water because Mario can breathe through his feet. Yeah, you know, and interestingly enough, everybody always talks about how Mario levels had the most anxiety and excuse me, Mario games had the most anxiety inducing water levels. I would like to put the Banjo-Kazooie Metal Shark level on the table uh, because that oh. made me afraid of Deep Blue for like ever. Clinker's Cavern. Clinker's Cavern is the greatest level in any no, platformer. The Sonic. Yeah, water no, it's yeah, the Sonic. Most yeah, yeah, yeah. Chemical same. Plant Zone. That hands, water, hands down. That drowning yeah. music in Sonic. I'm getting like claustrophobic. Yeah, I'm thinking sweating about it. by you talking about this. Anyway, so yeah. let's. So my my turn. So if I'm if I'm the big bad who gets to keep like my MacGuffins away from the hero, I guess in this bullshit situation. Um, the only natural answer is to spread them to the far corners of the universe. I guess that's that's step one. Um, step two is load them up with the worst, like, humankind deterring things on them. So that is the flood in this case. And then I would say the third piece is have every race in the galaxy start a religious holy war over them because they all believe there's something different. And so they're all willing to kill blindly to control them. Oh, so, so just like the games that various Spartan warriors have accomplished over and over and over and over and over again? Yeah, but at this point, no one controls the Halos, and we don't know if they will until the sixth one, so no one has been successful. Wait, there are five Halo games? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's I five, thought we stopped at three. I'll be there completely are five honest. titled Halo games, and then there's Reach and Recon, um, oh, yes, and then see. Halo Wars 1 and what? 2, which actually Halo 2 is... Halo Wars 2 is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so we're going to spread them across the universe and start um, universe-wide uh, religious and race wars over them. Yeah, that's what I got. Race uh, wars. Yeah. yeah. You know, I if you question Bowser's ability to raise tariffs, I, I did. question and I will. your ability or the ability of the Halos to start race wars. Um, well, here's the thing. Bowser is 100% a one percenter, and you can't prove otherwise. He has flying airships and castles on distant planets. Um, also, he has that sweet hat and suit that he wears in <laughs> Galaxy, is it? Um, uh, he's like, that would be Odyssey. Odyssey, Odyssey that's yeah. it. Where he rides around in this, like, I don't know, flying airship, and he looks like... One of his many yachts. Yeah, he looks like the character who should have driven... Wario's car in Double Dash. That like 
purple suit. <laughs> we always called it the pimp mobile, but we didn't know what words he, meant back then. He looks like what I thought a pimp looked like when I was eight. Yes. Yes, I, that is fair. And so I would like to just point out that I have unknowingly caught Todd in a logic loop where he just proved that Bowser is a one percenter and obviously one percenters raise taxes. Dude, I don't think well, that's they, the, I was, that's not the, I'm agreeing with yeah, that. I'm, you're you're I'm agreeing that Bowser would raise taxes? Yeah, so that's I don't not know what the how, podcast is about, how we though. got to the importance of Bowser's tax that, plan. It's, I, it's bad. It's, I mean, it's just a I reason that Bowser winning twice, is bad. But I don't think it's relevant in the argument of... I think high taxes are relevant in the argument. <laughs> um, so, mostly okay, because I'm, I'm arguing start, for Princess Peach. I'm going to start a universe-wide a universe race war. It just makes sense. You're wrong. Next question. <laughs> That's a great so, soundbite, by the way. A universe-wide race war. It just makes sense. Wait, it's wait, like, but it's are we? Not, it's okay. Todd, so it's 2020. Far, it's Todd, far Todd, less yeah, yeah. I need more information on the race war. So, it's are we far. assuming that the halos are specifically targeting particular races, creeds, it's, and religions? Okay. So the halo. This is. It gets very like classist real quick. Um, so it's more a, a holy war, a, a jihad, if you will, than a race war <laughs> at the end of this. Um, or a crusade. Yeah, a crusade, <laughs> if one will. Those are, those are, no, those were different because they were Catholics. Um, and so, anyway, these different, like, religions and races say, hey, we're going to control this, we're going to do this. And then they get, like, other races on board with what they're doing, either through force or through fake prophecy. So that is the the race and religious war, because it is very classist. Like, those grunts have no power. They they put the, um, the hunters were like a planet of worms that they enslaved. So, yeah, it, none of it's good. The more you read into it, it gets worse. All right. That's, that's incredibly Master, dark. Master if Chief, squint, if I'm not mistaken, was a child slave, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, and if you squint into the distance, you can see the start of this question that brought us here. all right thanks for that uh kyle so let's go back to the fire emblem the the request the question to remind our listeners at home is how am i keeping the the pieces of my MacGuffin separated and hidden and let me tell you with the fire emblem it's crazy easy because the fire emblem can be anything the fire so, emblem was in them the whole time. It, it can be in you the whole time. It it can be the fifth element. It it like I said, it's a weird operatic ritual. It can be the fire emblem stones. is the shitty the shitty gift that your friend gives you every year. Like it, oh, it, this year I got you the fire emblem, and it's, it's anything. It's that one oh. re gift that every every family passes around every Christmas. It's it's everything. So how am I gonna keep it? out of the, the big bad's hands or out of the hero's hands to stop me or whatever we're doing. I'm going to make it all of its <laughs> forms and you have to do them all at once. So it's, you have to do the, you have to perform the ritual with all five stones and the shield and while Marth is unlocking a door and, and, <laughs> and we're, we're just going to make it the most convoluted, process that combines all the forms the fire emblem has taken over the years so that even if you get all the pieces you still have to put them together in the right way and i doubt anyone knows what the right way is because i'm pretty sure the developers didn't even think about what the fire emblem is or does so oh and they're and they're tricky yeah 
It's, you have to you have to sing three songs from Rent in reverse. Oh, in German, <laughs> but also in in the original English. So it's <laughs> it's super tricky. Um, I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the the ritual involve didgeridoos, um, just because who has didgeridoos? And it's gonna need multiples of them because. It's a video game, so like, there's gonna be that one character that has one. So I'm gonna make it have need like ten. Why not? Like, <laughs> so it's... many fetch quests to find this useless person. Um, and then and then from there, I, I'm gonna rely on um the force that keeps me from assembling the fire emblem every time I play the game. I'm gonna hide it behind a ton of really hard turn-based missions. Um, on top of because, because that's what players keep coming back for <laughs> it's, it's what everybody wants <laughs> on top of all of this convolution so there you go it's like you, I'm gonna put the needle in the haystack but then I'm gonna shoot the haystack out into space also it's not also a haystack. the haystack is still here <laughs> and also the haystack is in your heart and you have to get all the pieces of all three forms of the haystack. I'm gonna now, now this just turned into a Kingdom Hearts game. I'm gonna launch the haystack into space to land on the planet made of hay. Also, the needle is a needle. It is also hay. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Good luck. Good luck finding right. the one this, thing that can stop me. All right. Um, well, unfortunately, guys. Uh, so thinking, let's put yourselves back in the shoes of the hero, I guess. So. Despite the villain's best efforts, the 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 ritual was done. The ritual was cast. Damn it! The opera has been has been executed. We needed more the, hay. The castle, bigger, the castles have castles. been more didgeridoos. All ten didgeridoos have been found, um, and the and and the band is effectively back together. So the the MacGuffin is now is now in power. How do you lord this newfound uh, energy, this new tool over the other two? in the group uh so if i find the princess and i get married to the princess i believe logic keep that, going that three. makes me a prince now and i think puts me in some sort of ruling position to just tell everybody else to leave and i, I in think, line for the ruling position yeah i <laughs> and it's a waiting game <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's like a like a Prince Philip situation. Like you, you you kind of just make appearances, right? You know, I, I want to say no, but honestly, like because <laughs> I you know what this answer. Well, is. and and Princess Peach is gonna be like Queen Elizabeth and just live f till the yeah. end of time, till the heat oh, death God. of the universe. So you're never actually gonna <laughs> get any power. You're just gonna be arm candy. But I get mm -hmm. money. I, I get money. <laughs> I, I gain I gain a sense of position and a sense of importance. And, and most importantly, a sense of purpose. Exactly. I do. I, that is that, is, you know, and, and, and isn't that the true prize? Exactly. <laughs> the true fire emblem. Well, you, you know, your question is about how do you how do you lord this newfound power over the other two? I have no power that I need to lord over anyone else. I'm just happy now. I've got a, I've got a wife. <laughs> I've I've got a title. I have. How do a you kingdom. prince this new title over us? I I'm, right, gonna, well, I don't I'm need gonna to jump out of order and answer the question before Todd and say, you know how you you can take your happiness.
Because you know why I'm happy? Because I control all the dragons. Um, I have an army of dragons, and your your um, title means nothing to us because we're an army of dragons. And what more do you need? I don't need money. I have I have an army of dragons. I don't need wealth or fame or purpose. You know what my purpose is? All these dragons I now command. Get at me. Happiness. Well, if you don't have money, how are you going to feed all the dragons? Like, how... I, I just really... Bell, Bell, I, how Bell, am I going to feed all the dragons? The dragons are going to feed themselves. I'm going to feed the dragons with the townspeople. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I... I foresee a lot of logistical issues with you controlling all of the dragons. That's fine. I... You can keep them to yourself. He's, he's a great project I don't control manager. the dragons for long-term gain. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's my question. So what is a prince to an army of dragons? Nothing. What is an army of dragons to the inevitable heat death of the universe? Probably also nothing. So I'm holding the universe hostage that if I don't get what I want, I'm pulling the trigger, I'm taking my ball, and I'm going home. And by taking my ball and going home, I mean I'm killing everyone. Dragons? Princes? Soybeans? The, the soybeans? So, once, so once again... Hey, you're welcome, your student debt. At the um, end of your thing, we're all at zero. Everything is destroyed, there is no life. Okay, The universe okay, is option, glass. Until then, two. I have dragons. Option so I'm two. still happy. Option two, raise your hand if you have ever watched or heard of Game of Thrones. Everyone's hands up. All right, thank you. So I have the power. Excuse of, me, what now? I have. A, I, I'm getting there. Is this I, a new franchise? I Game have of Thrones? <laughs> the power of I will just shoot zombies to your planets because I'll do that. And they are going to, especially for you, Kyle, I'm going to have zombie dragons. Okay, I, you know what I control with, with the Fire Emblem? Zombie dragons, too, because no, I control all zombie. dragons. Wait, zombie supersedes dragon in the in the prefix. I, does it? Does it? Does, See, now does, the, now, y'all does the queen do, of... Stop, stop, because does... you're not arguing about anything. You're just reading the bottoms of Yu-Gi-Oh cards back and forth to each other at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the question. Wait, and wasn't I that gotta... what this podcast was? <laughs> Wait, I've actually, I've actually got a legitimate question because I didn't watch the episode after this. What happened to, spoiler alert, when the dragon got killed by the Ice King? Could Daenerys still control the Ice Dragon? Well, Daenerys didn't have the Fire Emblem. She just raised these dragons from birth. But she could, like, walk through fire without being burnt and speak to them. Okay. The fire emblem is inside of her just like it's inside of everyone, Kyle. It's some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) She she pulled out the didgeridoos and she controlled the the dragons. Let Let me put it this way, Todd. The fire emblem lets me control and banish dragon gods. So even if you do get some zombie dragons that I can't control, I can at least banish them to another plane of existence, and then they won't be my problem anymore, and I'll have all the dragons I do control. So, <laughs> what's, what's one dragon to an endless army of dragons? Yeah, exactly. Alright. Um, Kyle, I feel like you're getting a little liberal with the definition of controlling dragons, but I guess we can fly past that. So, uh, every episode we have a super secret bonus question. Um, so this one, um, we're getting we're gonna get a little cerebral. So uh, just just entertain me. 
All right, so going back to our everyone's favorite franchise, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> why? <laughs> we get a we quarter every time we Sonic say Sonic cast. the Hedgehog. <laughs> we almost made it a whole episode, guys. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, so Sonic gathers all the Chaos Emeralds. He becomes Super Sonic, or or Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Sonic. Then he he can fly and turn into gold to fight Robotnik. So I want you guys to go around and tell me what are your Chaos Emeralds. And then, what is the version of Supersonic to you? Is this like us personally? Because I want it to be us personally. Is, yeah. yeah. Is it us personally, or is it our like it's, our game character? It's it's you personally. Oh, me personally. Yeah. Oh God. We're um, gonna get deep. I told you. I. I don't know. Oh 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 oh. Okay. Um. So <laughs> I I drink what I think most would claim to be a rather disgusting amount of Diet Coke. Um, and for anyone who has ever been to Disney World, there is that like there's that place in um, the the one with all the, the countries. Is that Epcot? Epcot? Uh, yeah, Epcot? yeah. There, Epcot. there's that one. Bu- I've been to it's been like 10 years, man. Give me a break. Um, it's fine. There's there's that one building in Epcot where you can sample Coke from around the world. Oh, Jesus. It's oh. it's real. Oh, you yeah. actually this is a real thing. Um, and so I think I think when I drink all the Cokes, <laughs> I I oh, I want to like I want to say just for branding that I become coked out, but that comes with a lot of really negative connotations. Um, we'll workshop that. Yeah, exactly. But I, I I think I just have to drink all the Cokes. I think once I drink all the Cokes, I yeah. my hair becomes even more golden and I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> at you least become, you think you, you can fly like fry in the episode where he drinks the 300 cups of coffee it just yeah. time slows down <laughs> yeah, exactly. everything is calm so it makes sense now so i think i think my initial answer would have been kind of what kyle just alluded to when i drink all of the cups of coffee from hipster coffee places i will then be super pretentious um but I've kind of built up this like equation in my head of when I collect all the blanks, I will become blank. And the only answer I can come to is when I collect all of my parents' approval, I will be emotionally stable. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, that was a that, that left a really open ended question as to how many parents like does it is it just your parents? Oh, of, is it all oh, of the parents? <laughs> it's three, five or seven. Obviously. Um, I would say that that my my fragile fragile ego demands the approval of everyone's parents um so what you've done is you've actually opened up a wormhole that i didn't think about and now i need to meet your parents um so <laughs> it's, it's todd's parents and all parental figures in his life once he once he's achieved all of their acceptance and approval then, then i then i become i don't become like super saiyan i just become content Content with who I am. He becomes an emotionally stable adult, which at this point isn't that the greatest prize of them all. If we're if we're being fair, if I if I had the power of the fire emblem, that's what I would use it for. You would bring dragons to your parents' door and (laughs) to be like, Are you are you proud now, Mom? Are you proud of me yet? Are you proud of me now, Dad? (laughs) We we can we can definitely take this offline and talk about it later in a safe space. I'm gonna need that, actually. Cool. Um, oh, is it my turn? It is yeah, your turn. <laughs> so, I don't want to hang out with that silence we had there any longer than we have to, so please. <laughs> um, beyond making Todd live with his inner demons, um, 
Um, my, my original one is a little too close to Matt's and Todd's first one, which would be once I drink all the coffee, I am, I am unstoppable and invincible (laughs) and probably just actually dead. Um, so we'll, we'll go my, my other passions route. Once I collect all the microphones, I will become the God of sound. (laughs) I can make anything, any sound I want. I can mute anyone I want in real life and <laughs> and no one will be able to hear them anymore and they'll lose all their power. Um, but that's, that's my quest to, to collect the golden microphones. So your dream is to basically become Adam Sandler from click <laughs> more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. 100% without the sad part at the end. Um, oh yeah. That, that was the worst man. <laughs> that was, oh, that was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I totally yeah. hated the ending of that movie that I definitely watched. Yeah. Very similar to Todd's answer. It got uncomfortably real right at the end. <laughs> I guess is that, that's, that's how super secret bonus questions roll. We, <laughs> we uncover some dark things. We all we learned a little, a little bit, bit about, about ourselves or, or, or Matt or Matt gets coked out apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, I need to go do some deliberating, and it sounds like you all need some good vibes, so why don't you go around the circle? Uh, Maybe starting with Todd. Why don't you guys (laughs) say something nice about Todd real quick? Wait, me in general before we talk (laughs) about the halos. Are we doing closing statements? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Why do we skip closing statements every week? Are we <laughs> every doing, single time. I have a good I closing statement. I have it written statement. right here. I, I want to do a closing statement. I want to do a closing statement. Um, so, honestly, here, I would like to point out that the the question here was which MacGuffin is the best MacGuffin? And I think that to answer that question, we need to come to a little bit of a finer definition on what a MacGuffin is. Not necessarily a more narrow definition, but just a, a more expounded upon definition. That being something that we all care about for no explainable reason. You know, that's that's the whole thing about a MacGuffin. It is the reason you play the game, but there's no reason for you to care as much as you do. They told you to care, so you did. And that's it. And so I would like to point out from that, that by me not really being able to answer any of these questions... And by Todd and Kyle being able to answer these questions way too well, I think that I have won. Because (laughs) there's no good reason for you to care about Princess Peach as much as you should. Why should the 9-11 multi-interdimensional cops help Princess Peach? Who cares? They probably shouldn't. You know, what's going to (laughs) happen if Bowser gets Princess Peach? You press the reset button and you start from 1-1. Like... What happens when I get Princess Peach? I don't know. There's a happy screen. The game is over. Then you press the reset button and you start from 1-1. That's it. She is she is just a finish line. That's the only reason there is to care about Princess Peach. There's no other reason to care about Princess Peach other than because they told you to. At the beginning of the game, find the princess. K. Can do, chief. You got it. That's it. Best MacGuffin. Why? Because who cares why? It's just, we played games for 33 years about finding Princess Peach. End. <laughs> Guys, help him. He's stuck in a loop. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, okay, so, so if we're making the, the sell of why our MacGuffin is the best MacGuffin, for mine, it's not only the title of the game. It's not only a starting location. It's also a purpose. It's also a weapon. My MacGuffin is like the Alpha and Omega of the series because it is what you pursue after, it is what you destroy, it is what you long for. My weapon 
has not only housed individuals, it's been a religion that has driven who knows how many hundreds of thousands of, of intergalactic things to do stupid shit. And at the end of the day, is there any more powerfully useless item in any of our lives than religion? And I don't think that there's a good answer to that. <laughs> I would like to direct or, you to last week's episode. <laughs> or, or, organized religion is Halo. It is a lie. It is weaponized. My MacGuffin's really good, guys. <laughs> so, ignoring Todd's potentially problematic statements. Um, <laughs> well... We'll go back to the the definition of a, of a MacGuffin, the an object that dro- exists solely to drive the plot forward. The um, bar outside of an AMC theater. The the name of a bar <laughs> that sells overpriced beer and and weak mixed drinks. Um, I can say that because I worked for AMC. Um, the Fire Emblem, again in game, doesn't do much. It lets Marth unlock doors and triggers the final battle. Um, the other, I think the thing that makes the Fire Emblem an even better MacGuffin than Princess Peach or the Halos, though, is that it so doesn't matter that it doesn't have a concrete form from game to game. It, it can, it's whatever the developers need it to be to tell their anime bullshit story. It's not... <laughs> It's not a person. It's not. It's it's not a thing. Sometimes it's not even a feeling you feel in your heart. Sometimes it's <laughs> literally whatever we need it to be, because we called the game Fire Emblem, and <laughs> holy crap, we, we didn't write what this. the Fire Emblem does. <laughs> that is why it is the ultimate MacGuffin. Because they got the name first, and the purpose of it second, <laughs> and everything else is irrelevant until then. All right. Well, um, that was that was pretty great. Uh, so now we can let's say nice things about Todd because he's going some through good some vibes. Stuff. <laughs> because because we want him to, re- to remember that this is a safe space and he's among friends. Uh, well, honestly, Todd, I like I said at the beginning, I had no idea that Halo existed for any reason other than the multiplayer. I mean, I assumed that there was a first-person story, but I did not know that the story was that deep. I remember when everybody was like, there's going to be a Halo movie, and I was like, why? This is two dudes on either end who get a warthog and try and crash into each other in the middle of that sure. first course that we all played. Like, Matt, I, thought the, Matt thought the Halo movie was just going to be CGI jackass in space. Wait, wait, which, which, one of the, which one of the soldiers is Halo? Uh, isn't it the one that looks a little bit like Zelda? Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think that MacGuffins are great, especially when you don't know that they drive the plot of the game. Honestly, I had no idea why those na- games were called Halo. I just went with it. Um, and then the, the Fire Emblems, that's a game I've never played, but I've heard of in Super Smash Brothers. Um, <laughs> so you and 90% of America. Yeah. Honestly, I, I do, though, I remember my roommate for the last couple years played all the Fire Emblem games on an emulator on his laptop, um, and one day he tried to explain the plot to me, and I left. 
Um, <laughs> I left the room. So if that's that's what I did the first three times I tried to look up what the Fire Emblem does. <laughs> I read a lot of long Wikipedia articles and closed the tabs and did something else. So for for you going through all of that and coming up with an argument for it, I commend you. Thus, yeah, good good job, guys. Yeah, um, Matt, picking picking Peach as like the OG MacGuffin is really good. Um, I was trying to explain this to my fiance about how Peach is like a really solid MacGuffin, and she's like, "Nah, she's a plot device." And I go, "Well, yes, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're really, really right." Precisely. She's, she's just really like until they forced her into having purpose, which when they did, like she was actually like she was great to have an RPG. She was cool to play like in the paper Mario franchise. Like she started getting these kind of cool aspects, but like for the longest time she was just like the carrot that hung out in front of you (laughs) and just made you angry. And then I think after how many games Nintendo was like, Oh shit, maybe we should kind of diversify what we're doing. Let's put her on different planets. Now that'll do it. And what if Bowser is wearing a sweet hat when he does it? Like they just, I, I think she is like the OG thing you chase for no other reason than to chase her and give your life purpose. And I, uh, though I don't buy into your, your argument of becoming a prince and that mattering, I liked everything else you said. <laughs> uh, and and Kyle, I have not ever played a Fire Emblem game, but like if half of what you said is remotely, you know, accurate, which I'm sure the internet nerds out there could tell us what is good and bad about that. Um, I'm sure everyone will tell me how I'm wrong and what exactly the Fire Emblem does. Well, but. I, I put Fire Emblem into the same category as Halo in a lot of things because it's like they built a game with a purpose and they maybe thought about like the game that could follow, but they definitely didn't think that it would like do so well that they'd have to justify what the actual title item is. Like with Halo, they're like, we have this cool planet and it's got a purpose and it does this. And then... 15, 16 years later, they're like, oh, fuck, people still want to know what it does. Like, we have to have more then, of a story. Then the next game came, and they had to Doctor Who an answer. <laughs> like, whatever There's the original Fire... Halos. Well, whatever the original item that Fire Emblem was, they're like, all right, we can't do that again, because that's going to be too similar. Let's kind of change it. What is it now? Man, it's a song. <laughs> all right, intern, who showed up hungover to this meeting. Thank you for that. Um... <laughs> But no, like I've, I've much like Matt, I've enjoyed Fire Emblem from like the Smash Brothers perspective. Um, my favorite thing was to, in the Smash Brothers brawl, lower Ike's defense to nothing and give him more power and speed, and then just be a a vehicle for destruction. Um, and so for that, I appreciate what you did today. Yeah. <laughs> so it's we've we've both said it, but Matt, you picked picked the OG like iconic MacGuffin um it it's from a time when games didn't have to make sense and so of course a a giant ape stole a princess and you're climbing unfinished construction to save her (laughs) um of course a giant fire turtle kidnapped a princess and is moving her from castle to castle so you don't find her it's just like I said with the Fire Emblems, it doesn't make sense, and that's why it's a great MacGuffin. And like when you when you told us you would be arguing for Princess Peach, I was like, oh, that's that's so good. It answers the question so well. Um, and Todd, the the Halos are, I think, like the the most well known 
MacGuffin of the of like early two thousands video games. Everyone played Halo or knew what Halo was or you know, or their moms asked, "Is that a Halo? Are you and your friends playing Halo today?" It hey, was, when you, you, know, when you have friends the, over, when you, when you have friends over and you say you're playing Halo in your room, is that a drug thing or a video game thing? It was, it was the, is that a Nintendo of yeah. of the two thousands? Yeah. Um, you know, it it's a great, it's a iconic choice. Like I, like you said, they've been trying to make a movie of them for. 10 years because it's such a good it, it is a good it's a good story it's a good macguffin in that once they achieve it the universe ends or doesn't end and that <laughs> accordingly <laughs> depending on who who gets to the button first and that's it's it's so good well i have i've been i've been thinking a lot about this and i have to say first of all these were all very good choices um there is so much arbitrary bullshit connected to yeah. All three of these choices that really any one of these could be a winner. However, there can only be one. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to give it to the the MacGuffin that truly has the most amount of bullshit attached to it, and that would be Fire Emblem. It's yeah. so much bullshit. It's so yeah. much imaginary it's, bullshit. It really is. It's just so much bullshit. It is. It's Michael's secret sauce. It is. It is. The heart of the cards. It's, it's it, the it is element. It it's, is Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it's the Matrix. I, God, it's it's just it's too good. The uh, sometimes you you just have to play to the host and Kyle. You you fucking nailed it, man. Interdimensional <laughs> oh, yeah. dragons. I'm sorry. There's just there's a couple things that are gonna just hit my buttons every time. And well, one I, of those are interdimensional dragons. I look forward to dragons. challenging this ruling when next week we debate where zombie dragons land on the who gets to control them thing, because I don't think that is that is not settled law. All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in to debate this. Uh, if you liked what if you liked what you heard, please uh, tell your friends. Uh, feel free to give us a review on iTunes. Um, it, it really, it really helps. Um, and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at debate this cast. Um, keep the keep the arguments going. Even if you didn't like what we do, just tell us. Um, my name is Andrew Henderson. I'm Matt Cow Level Cole. I'm Todd Ice Key Thomas. And I'm Kyle Pika Blue Harper. We're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us by the swing sets, nerds. Yeah.